0: Pablo Mistral ate no breakfast. Better to throw up a mug of sour coffee than a plateful of egg and bread and onions. And he almost always threw up. The nature of the work he did for the American, combined with a weak stomach, made it all but inevitable. He filled a saucepan with water from the plastic jerry can, lit the gas hob, and walked back down the short hall to his bedroom to get dressed while the water boiled. He edged round the double bed in the direction of the metal roll along clothes rail that held his and his wife's clothes. Francesca had been full of praise when Pablo first bought the rail and brought it home, but in recent months its limitations had become obvious. The only place to put it was alongside the bed, hard against the wall, and the wall was damp. Francesca had sewn a cover for it out of recycled fertilizer sacks, scrubbed clean, but the damp somehow worked its way through this as well. He pulled a musty smelling sweatshirt and shirt from their hangers, together with his best pair of jeans. The clothes he wore when working for the American were different from the clothes he wore at the mine, smarter, although Mr. Jaggs had never shown any sign of noticing or caring what Pablo wore. He sat down heavily on the end of the bed and pulled his jeans on over his grey long johns. Francesca turned in her sleep, and he heard her soft snore. He thought about waking his wife and saying a brief goodbye. Also, this would allow her to see how early he was up, how hard he had to work. He decided to let her be. He didn't want to have a pointless conversation or have to explain himself. Better just to go. He finished dressing, then reached for his wife's hand mirror. His moustache was growing in slowly. A thick black hairy caterpillar covered his top lip, while the attempted handlebars, although a little wispy, were coming along. Pablo had overheard his daughter commenting, That the moustache just drew attention to his bulbous nose rather than distracting from it, which she guessed was the intention. He wet his thumb and finger with his tongue and curled the wisps of handlebar hair upwards. She could go to hell. He was growing the moustache for himself, not to please her. He'd given up trying to please Soledad long ago. Pablo left the room, pulling the door shut behind him. Louder snores drifted from behind the next door down the hall, his two teenage boys and their big sister, plus his favourite, ten-year-old Claudio, all still sharing the one room, still in bunk beds. This knowledge pricked at his pride. Three or four more jobs like this morning's and perhaps they could think about moving to a bigger place. Still in Brushu, Everyone who worked at the mine lived in the town, but maybe they could move to the other side. The houses were better there, and they'd be a mile or two further from the dam, instead of right in the shadow of the devilish thing he would keep the next envelope of money Mr. Jaggs gave him in his pocket, or give it to Francesca instead of taking it to the bar and spending it all in one go on himself and his fair-weather friends, or even worse, his mistress. She could spend in a weekend what Francesca would make last a month. Pablo nodded his head vigorously. He was in complete agreement with this new plan of his. From now on, he would save his money and focus on his family, his three boys, the girl, and Francesca. He would forget about the other plan, the one that involved airline tickets and passports and the other woman. It wasn't really a plan, anyway. It was a foolish dream. He made the coffee, pouring the oily film on the top of the boiled water down the plug hole before adding the cleaner looking water to a chipped mug with two spoons of coffee granules and three spoons of white sugar. His boots, black beanie hat, and puffer jacket were by the front door, but even with all these on and a mug of hot coffee inside him, it felt bitterly cold out on the street. He stuck his hand in his pockets and trudged through the dark, past one breeze-block and tin-roofed house after another, each almost identical to his own. Ten minutes of walking, and he was on the outskirts of Brochu. Up on the hill, just about visible thanks to the brightness of the moon, Pablo saw the familiar outline of a Chevrolet, and standing next to it a hunched form, a man, his master, and fellow murderer.